All right, everyone, welcome back to the Sit Down Community Podcast. I am your facilitator, Stephanie Shaw. I have another amazing guest this week as we talk about single seasons and honoring God um, through purity and relationship and communication and all the wonderful and God-ordained things that go into singleness as well as dating and marriage. Um, so guest speaker, you are up, my girl. Introduce yourself for us. Hey, y'all. So my name is Deanna Hampton Berry. Um, I'm now married. Um, and basically what I've been doing over these last years of my life um, is just really education. I, I truly have a heart for educating others, equipping others for success, uh, which is all tied into what I currently do as a success coach uh, for uh, education system in Christian higher ed. So I definitely love learning and I love to share what I learn. Um, and that's actually part of why I'm here today. I'm so thankful just for, you know, Stephanie, Stephanie, Stephanie and I met many years ago, actually in our undergraduate experience at Azusa Pacific yes. University. And so- Shout out to Spanish. Yes, Spanish a class 101. I actually believe it or not. It was rough. Yeah. So I, rough. I literally barely passed. Like I barely passed, but thank God I passed because I could not do it again. But um, <laughs> um, definitely I'm happy to be here with her today and to just dive into this wonderful lived experience of mine. Um, so Steph, I mean, what, what would you like to know more about that? Yeah, I think, you know, when we look at current culture and just the way we settle in relationships, the way we have decided that scripture isn't the living, breathing, consistent word of God that started all the way in heaven and eternity. I think what's challenging is the ways in which, you know, I think from my own experience, I've seen how God has reminded me, my word is true and my word is good. And my son spoke a better way and a better covenant. And I want you to live in that. I don't want you to, you know, misinterpret the scripture anymore. I don't want you to take pieces out of it because it mm. makes your sin more palatable. I don't mm. want you to do X, Y, and Z. So if you could share with everyone, just kind of your journey in dating, even in um, just pursuing a husband and what did that look like? How did you pray? How did you interact with the Lord and Jesus and the Holy Spirit? How did you have to really be challenged by culture? Uh, and how did you get to where you are today? Yeah. Um, that's just one I want to say. You've asked so many great questions. And what I truly, as, a, as an educator and learner, know is that, you know, when we're starting in a process, it comes to asking ourselves those honest questions, right? Mm -hmm. um, so starting from a place of inquisition and, and um, curiosity, right? To, right? to be like, okay, like, what, what am I doing? Uh, what do I actually want out of life? Um, where am I in life? Right. Um, and so a lot for me, when we talk about singleness and when we talk about, uh, truly what I, what I would define as a season, right. Um, a lot mm -hmm. of times we look at culture, just how things are, you know, and it's like, oh, you're single, that's your status. Like, well, yeah. 
really, if, if we're speaking of it, I think from more of a spiritual perspective, it's really a season um, because it's, again, it doesn't define you. It doesn't um, make you who you are, right? Um, mm-hmm. It really is just a season and it's something that you definitely, we all um, overcome. And then I do believe, um, because I don't want to negate or ignore the fact that everyone is called differently. Um, But there are some of us that are called into singleness because Lord knows Mm -hmm. that we're equipped for that. Lord knows that he could use us in that. And so there are those people. And, you know, if that is, you know, anyone listening today, know that that is okay too. Um, But for, I think it's fair to just kind of say that, right. But in today, acknowledge that we're speaking to you know, the hearts and really listeners that really um, desire meaningful relationships, right? Right. Um, Something long lasting, something uh, just worthy of our, our commitment, our time, Mm -hmm. our our being, because that's a lot of what we bring into um, relationships. You know, it's not just what are we doing? It's who are we, you know, as we enter into these spaces. And so, for me, um, just looking back at my experience, and so this is prior to where I'm at now, and I'll get back to that, but I would say a large part of it, Steph, was really, it was really taking the time to acknowledge where I was, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm just being quite vulnerable and quite transparent, I found that in my past experience with dating, I kind of kept hitting the same roadblocks. Like, um, for example, I, I would I would be in relationships and it would be kind of like the thing where it was the same, like literally the a different type of man, mm-hmm. but they were the same when we talked about the maybe the internal makings of them, right? They were like characteristics yeah. or just something about them that when I sat in reflection and in solitude that I got to say, okay, there's a trend here, right? Mm, Um, Well, this is a trend, right? And, And for me, what I also identified in my life was that everything else seemed to be working out for me, like mm-hmm. career, like not necessarily career then, right? Cause I was like early twenties. So, you know, yeah. I would say I had a good job, you know, I could mm-hmm. pay my own bills. There was a sense of, you know, independent, uh, independency there. Um, but it was just more of like, okay, I'm doing well here with my job. I'm doing mm-hmm. well with my, you know, overall health as far as how I feel and look. Um, my social life was great, but yeah. when it came to relationships, it was like, what's Lord something's missing Mm -hmm. and so it wasn't until I really said Lord I freaking suck at choosing partners (laughs) (laughs) like I absolutely suck at this thing um I need your help um I really need you to choose him for me because if it's up to me then I'm going to keep getting the same thing um Mm -hmm. and so I think once I made that kind of out and and believe it or not, very audibly out loud declaration, like, Lord, I need you. I need your help. I need you to, I need you to lead me in this. I need you to choose him for me. Um, And so it was really just acknowledging that I have, 
I have something within me that I don't even know how to work out. Um, mm. it, acknowledging I needed God and then really him stepping in. And so, uh, Steph, just some practical things I, I, I did after that was, I mean, the things that I, I feel are so necessary, you know, especially when we're moving from a way of being into trying to now develop a new way of being, right? So mm-hmm. how do I kind of navigate the fact that I was just like single and dating and, mm-hmm. you know, intimate with, you know, these past men to now celibacy and um, really trying to live this thing out in the way that I, I, yeah. I believe God intends. And so um, being in community was so important, so yeah. important, like to be able to have, you know, I had a, um, a, tr- a sister at the church. She was well older than me, um, but still like I was able to call her at any time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found that in times where it would be usually easy to call maybe that last guy I was talking to, right? Um, yeah. And, and hey, I want to cuddle. And then, you know, cuddle mm-hmm. leads to maybe Netflix and quote chill, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> all that. But yeah, it was just one of those things where I was like, okay, I really need the accountability. I really need mm-hmm. the community. And so, you know, that does require us to be honest with ourselves, right? right? Um, because it's easy if no one's quote watching for us to, right. to do things. But you know, I, I think it even goes to knowing, like, even if no one is watching, like, do it for, do it for the betterment of you, right? Mm-hmm. Do it because you know, like, okay, not only is it God honoring, but at the end of the day, I'm going to have like better peace of mind about my decisions, better peace right. of mind about what what I'm feeling. You know, I, I found even mm-hmm. too, um, in those past like situations as well that even though it would be so satisfying in that moment, mm-hmm. uh, I would feel like crap after. Yeah. And it was such a pattern. And I'm like, I can't keep draining myself like this. And that's the thing. Like I was literally draining myself doing that. Um, and so definitely just having that community was helpful. Uh, there was so much that was helpful. I would honestly say like, as far as, what word because you know I think there's a word in every season Mm -hmm. depending on the season you're in that you know you stand on right Mm -hmm. um and for me I mean God gave me a few word a few a few of his words um Mm -hmm. but I would say the one that really got me grounded, right? Um, and I've shared this, I think I've shared this with you before. I've, I've, I do share it frequently with, with yeah. people that I, I see are desiring something, right? Because right. there is so much truth to the word of God. And, you know, Psalms 37, four, you know, delight yourselves in the Lord and he mm-hmm. will give you the desires of your heart. And so, mm-hmm. you know, that's not a, that's not something to say, oh, well, maybe God can, or maybe, 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 you know, it's like, you don't have to doubt it at all. Right. Um, because he li- it literally says he will give you the desires of your heart if you delight mm-hmm. in him. And yeah. so what I had to really, in my, in my season of singleness, like hone in into, like really hone mm-hmm. in on was, um, 
delighting myself in him. And what did that actually look like? You know, what does delighting in the Lord really mean? Um, You know, I think for each of us, it looks different. Uh, However, it is um, having the energy and the, the, just that excitement to seek out his word. Um, It could be at any point in the day. Honestly, I find just in a very practical sense, when you apply the word of God, or I'll say like this, when you engage in the word of God and really ask like, Lord, allow me to hear and see what it is you want for me to gain from your word today. And you start your mornings that way. You see that word come to life throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know you could attest to that, right? It's like you see the word of God come to life. And Mm so, um, you know, for me, it was like delighting in him, having that energy. And truly it was a a, a deep like desire, like to be in that word and to start off every day that way, um, see it come to life. I kind of feel like it it is, um, it would definitely be um, counterculture to say this, right? Because like society and culture, as we know, it wouldn't wouldn't probably agree with this, but, you know, Mm -hmm. from a spiritual perspective, as well as just being a lover of Christ, like, you know, it's almost like you have to obsess over your relationship with Jesus Mm -hmm. Christ, right? You have to obsess over the fact that, you know, like, this is who I serve and like fall like in this almost and, and again, it's counterculture because it's like, why are you so in love with this, this man you can't see? Right. And it's just right. like, <laughs> do you know the things that he's doing for me? Like Amen. the yeah. things that he's really doing for me, like, and it's not even like, what am I getting from him physically? What are, you know, what, what things do I have tangibly that he's providing for me? But it's like that peace of mind that truly is I feel very moved, like in those seasons, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, I don't care what he just said or she just said, like, yeah. I know what God said. And to mm-hmm. be so content and to just like really live with that, you know? Yeah. Um, I think it's just so much like security in that, right? Because it's like, you think of a lot of things that we experience or that we know, and it's like, they don't necessarily give you that same fulfillment. Right. Um, and so really acknowledging him was the first acknowledging that I needed him was the first step that I definitely took in, um, my, my path to singleness. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so true. When we going back to one of the first things you were talking about, it's just this recognizing our humanity and our brokenness and our need uh, to understand ourselves in the process of being content in the quietness and stillness of our own presence, to invite God in, even though he doesn't need an invitation, to mm-hmm. recognize that he's been next to us the whole time if we do, in fact, have that close and, and, and personal uh, relationship through Jesus. And I think it's, it's so funny now in this season, like all throughout college, I didn't even date in high school, no one college. It was like, after I was like, all right, I'm in the real world. Let's date. And I had to really understand the difference between my single season growing up and my single season now. 
And it's really intimacy. It's understanding what it looks like to completely surrender yourself to the authority of God, to ask God uh, just for discernment and guidance. You and I have talked about that a lot to Mm -hmm. ask Jesus how to pray, to ask Jesus what he would wish us to see. Because Mm -hmm. I was reading in first Corinthians the other day and it was talking about no one knows the thoughts of God, except for the spirit of God, but we have the mind of Christ. Mm -hmm. So if I have the mind of Christ, but I'm not thinking like him, there's a disconnect. So how do we really use these seasons of singleness to understand intimacy in the most holy way possible, which is through the word. It's through relationship with God. It's through relationship with Christ. And there's so many barriers and culture to that, but I've just started praying in the last two months or so, like God exposed me of myself, expose me to myself, empty out my pockets and show me what random little things are so unnecessary that I'm holding on to. Mm. And he's doing that. And it's like, Ooh, that's gross. Like <laughs> want to release that. Oh, that's yeah. definitely worldly. Want to release that. Yeah. God's so gracious in that of like, I was praying yesterday and I said something to God. I was like, Oh Lord, you're not showing up. Like I, like I normally see you. And he's like, I'm here. Like I, I didn't leave. Mm-hmm. You just kind of lost your lens for seeing me. Yeah. And uh, so I think if you could just talk on growing in intimacy with God during your single season, um, yeah. what did that look like for you? What did you have to let go of? Mm. Uh, what did you have to grasp a hold of? You gave a little insight into it, but maybe expand yeah. just a little more for us. Yeah. So definitely. Um, and growing in that intimacy with him, you know, again, it was releasing this idea that I had it all together. Mm, (laughs) Releasing that I know what's best for me. And I think that also too, I know part of what what you aspire and what these conversations are for is to really talk about how like literally culture is so anti-Christ. Like it just mm-hmm. is like, um, you know, because what I just said doesn't quite fit the thing that we always hear, which is no one knows you better than you, Yeah, <laughs> you know? And it's just like, well, I know a man. <laughs> mm-hmm. And quite frankly, you know, of course, Christ would know us better than we would even know ourselves. In fact, he knows that the innermost being of us and places in us, we haven't even tapped into. Right. Mm. So um, as far as that, just how do we then understanding he knows us better than ourselves? How do, how do you grow closer to him? Um, I would definitely agree being in the word is one way, but honestly, for me, it was apart from just being in the word, it was like you said, constantly praying, like, mm-hmm. and, and I know the word says pray ceaselessly. And, mm-hmm. you know, you don't understand the, the emphasis of the ceaselessly, you know, until you are literally in a position where you are ceaselessly praying. But I, what I find that actually is, it's, and it's not as I think complex as our minds would comprehend it, right? Because mm-hmm. I, you know, everyone has different styles of prayer and different ways in which they like to pray. And what I find was it was just, and my grandmother actually taught me this. She says, Diana, you just have to have a prayerful spirit. Like 
literally walk in it. Like it's, it's like a, it's like a, for, I'll use this as an example. I'm simply going to the store and I'm sure some of y'all have done this, but simply just going to the store and you're like, man, okay, Lord, open up a spot for me. And then you pull up and you literally are parking right mm-hmm. in front of the store. Like, yeah. even though that doesn't seem like it's prayer, but it could just be being in that and saying, Lord, like it's literally just that constant communication to them. And with the smallest things, right? Um, because I think a lot of times, and and I, I usually don't like to speak generally for people. That's just one thing about me. I, I just don't like doing that. But I will say, I, I know a lot of times for myself even, um, and, and this may resonate with some, but you know, we we, when we pray, it's always like, Lord, this big thing or Lord, this bad thing, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. it's just really just even praying and, and acknowledging him in the very small mundane things. And so um, it was for me developing what my grandmother said was that prayerful spirit, like right. to be, to literally just be moving about your day. And because you are thinking about it, the Holy Spirit just taking it and, you know, knowing what to do. And then it kind of goes back to even when you, you know, think of someone or you're, mm-hmm. someone's on your mind heavy, like that's not any type of coincidence. Like right. what I have find a lot of times is that even those instances are like Holy Spirit is leading you to pray for mm-hmm. that person, whether you need to talk to them and do that, or whether you just need to take that moment and lift them up. And it's, it's, right. it's just kind of like, so it becomes a, a simple practice of just doing that, right? Um, another another way in which I, I was able to grow in intimacy when it came to the Lord is like, again, I feel like just prayer was like the main thing because, you know, that's how we communicate to our Heavenly Father, you know? Um, and it was truly like, for instance, if I was... Um, even let's say, even though, cause I was, you know, practicing celibacy and all that. Um, but you know, I still was like talking to guys cause, and that's another thing I just want to like really throw out there guys, like guys and girls, women and men need to hear this because I think a lot of times when we're quote, waiting on the Lord to bring them or her, we are not proactive and we also don't like pursue. And that is like, that is, I will say you have a part to play because you do. Um, You can still actively pursue, get to know someone, go on dates, do the, do the makings and the work that are that really make up a relationship, right? Because those are the foundations of any relationship. So it's like, it's okay to do that, but don't think because you're waiting on the Lord, that means you're, you do nothing, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's having the ability, even while still doing your active, while actively participating and, and coming to know somebody coming to even potentially meet the person God has for you. Um, it's being able to really trust God in that. And, and what does that look like? And so for me, what that looked like was, again, I was still like, I would still have conversation, like, you know, in the, do the work to, 
start to get to know somebody. But mm-hmm. in that process, I was always asking God, I said, Lord, uh, what, what was my thing I used to say? Lord, if this is your will, let it be. If it's not, shake it up. And I kid you not, as simple as that, if it wasn't for me and it wasn't of God, he would show me, I mean, all the red flags would come out. It'd be like, (laughs) like, you know, and it's like, okay, next, like, I'm not even going to entertain this because Mm. I'm aligned with what I've asked God for. I've, you know, I'm Mm. praying through even these interactions. Um, you know, it's, and then another thing too is being in, so being in that word of God is really going to guide your eyes Mm -hmm. because if you're in your word and you know, the word of God, then you have that to make your assessments. Right. Um, for me, one of the measures that I had used in pursuing meaningful longevity, like just intentional relationships that led to marriage was uh, the classic first Corinthians 13, right. Talking about love, like literally if, if you've never read first Corinthians 13 verses four through seven, I'll actually read it for us. Yeah, please. Yeah. So first Corinthians Chapter 13, verse four through seven says, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always preserves, um, um, perseveres, sorry guys. Um, (laughs) it preserves, look, it preserves. It does it all. (laughs) It does it all. Look, love never fails, but no, seriously. So, I mean, I, again, I know many of us have probably heard the scripture a thousand times. We especially see it when two are coming together as one in marriage, but it's so intentional. And the reason that it's shared is because truly, if you want to see the way that someone loves, put this scripture up to them. Mm-hmm. And if, if you're seeing the opposite of this scripture, that is not the love you want. <laughs> like right. the love you want is mm-hmm. right here yeah. in the yeah. text. Like, and, and so for me, you know, when the Lord showed me, like I already, I already gave you the foundation. I already gave you what you need to be successful in, in, you know, relationship and in marriage, right? Um, You, you're trying to figure out if this person is for you. You're trying to figure out if this is who I have for you. How does he love, you know? And, and Mm -hmm. is it, is it love according to his standard or is it love according to the standard that I've already set in my word? Yeah. Yeah. And so for me and growing in my intimacy and really allowing God to move me through my season, I I kid you not, I help people up to scripture all the time. I'm like, okay, this is what you're saying. This is what you're doing, but is it aligned to God's word? Mm -hmm. And I find that when we want the things that are truly for us, those things that are truly fulfilling, um, God's, oh my gosh, like God's will y'all is, is the best 
the best thing to ask for if you don't know what else to ask for because God, it's in God's will that you're going to have fulfillment that you're not going to have those insecurities or question like is mm-hmm. this for me it's like no you know it's for you because God already t- like really literally told you it was for you and then there's so much just peace that accompanies that and then what I have found is that as you are aligned with who is truly for you, you guys like grow at a very similar rate. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. very um, almost syn- synchronized, right? Like yeah. you're, you guys, even though different, you're on the same page. And so mm-hmm. um, I, I will definitely say for me, my prayers were always, Lord, your will be done. Mm-hmm. Um, my prayers were always like, Lord, oh, um, I'll finish this thought, but then I, I just thought about something. Um, but my prayers are always just simple. My simple prayer was, Lord, your will be done. And then mm-hmm. prayerfully moving through those relationships or, you know, yeah. suitors, so to say, um, right. of Lord, is this what you would have for me? If not, shake it up. And mm-hmm. I mean, if he shook it up and you, you will know if he's shaking it up because yeah. there's no peace. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. is some type of element of crazy going on. It's not making sense. You're feeling confused. Yeah. Like, you know, um, I would say it's just, you're starting to feel, uh, inwardly some type of way about yourself. And I, you know, that's always like when you can identify a toxic relationship, right. Or someone mm-hmm. who is toxic for you. Um, a lot of whatever they're dealing with, you start to take on, or you start, you know, now it, displaying some of the things that they're going through and it's just like wait prior to this I was good you know yeah <laughs> so it's it, those are, yeah yeah so you know <laughs> those are things that you're you're sensing or you're you're starting mm-hmm. to come become aware of in yourself then you're probably not in what God has for you um yeah. but I was gonna say I wanted to add to you know you said what were some things I had to let go of? So obviously, other than this false belief that I know me better than anybody else um, mm-hmm. and embracing that, in fact, Jesus Christ knows me better than myself, right? Mm-hmm. So it was letting go of that false belief and embracing that the Lord knows me way better than I know myself. Um, it, was, it was also letting go of my list. Um, and I know this is mm-hmm. talked about so like crazy much. Christian time. Yes. It's, I know it's, <laughs> yeah, it's like, girl, make your list. You know, it's probably like a hundred plus things uh-huh. and, you know, he's got to be X amount of height and this yeah. and have this and, oh my goodness, that list is, yeah. it could really go on. But what I found was, again, that is, that is so this is so antichrist to do that. Mm-hmm. And this is, um, this is why I'm going to say this. So it's, it's antichrist in the fact that you are literally taking it on yourself to eliminate what God can do for you. Mm-hmm. You are limiting what God can do for you by creating yeah. that list. Because it's, again, based off of your understanding of what you think you need. And again, you know, the word of God says, 
his thoughts are greater than our thoughts. Like they're exceedingly above what we could even think or imagine. So it's like the fact that you're creating this list with, with our limited human minds, Mm -hmm. it's like, not only are you doing a disservice to Christ, but you're really doing a disservice to yourself. So for me, I I had to let go of my list. Um, And what I will say is that instead of being superficial and focusing on those very, you know, outwardly things, and don't get me wrong, y'all, like, it's not to say you have to settle because that's not what I'm saying either. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is, God already knows what you need. So it's just like, for you to create a list is like, who are you telling? Who is that list for? Is it really for you? You know, Mm because I mean, at the end of the day, that's really all it can be for, because there's no way you're telling God, this is what you, this is what you need when he knows (laughs) what you need, you know, like (laughs) even going back to that list too, all the things that love is, we're really limiting the capacity for ourselves to love that person too, because we're saying, well, can't love them if they're not six, three and (laughs) or X, Y, and Z characteristics, or, you know, they have this kind of job and it's like, wow, like (laughs) it's very, it's, it's a selfish love because it's, I'll love you if you're within my parameters. Well, we have a limitless God, right? So it means Mm -hmm. that if we are going to evolve and expect someone else to evolve, that list is going to change. So it really shouldn't exist to begin with. Yes. And that, that's so profound, even in it, even to like say that and acknowledge that stuff, because that's so true. So it, again, it, it is just limiting all the way around. Right. And, and so that's why it's better to focus on what God has already outlined, like those Mm, characteristics, those, those, like those things that are really, cause I, this is what I truly know about, about the Lord. He is so intentional Mm -hmm. and he knows he already knows all these things fade, like everything on your list is not long lasting, but the things that will last are the things I've already outlined. Right. Mm -hmm. Because those are going to be the things that are going to be the most important, especially when you enter. I can, as a witness, (laughs) (laughs) can I get a witness as a witness? I will say, the things that Lord's already outlined for us are the things yeah. that are going to matter the most when you get married. And I, I mm-hmm. say confidently, trust me when I say that. Um, so going back to kind of preparing myself, because I, I, that yeah. is truly what I think the, the being single for that season, that's what that is. Like you're either making the decision while you're single to stay single and be okay with that. And like I said, there are, there are folks like that and that is okay. Um, it's just making that choice or, you know, even asking God, Lord, is this what you have for me so that you Mm -hmm. can have peace about it. Right. So there's that, but then for the other folks in your season, season, uh, sorry, single season. Yes. That's what Mm -hmm. I was trying to say. (laughs) I was like tongue twister. (laughs) Um, (laughs) it's really using the time Especially if you know you want marriage to prepare yourself for it. So what does that preparation look like? So we Mm -hmm. talked about prayer. That's like inevitable. You, Mm -hmm. if you want what God has for you, you have to pray. And that is like, there's no getting around it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so 
preparing through prayer. Um, the other part is, I would say, an embodiment. Um, what I found I was doing, and, and I didn't realize it until I had actually got married, but all the, and I want to say my season was like almost two years prior to meeting my now husband. Um, but I say this to say that I literally had to embody what is it like to be a wife? What, what's, what's a requirement? And I know a lot of times we, we tr- like, like a lot of things, you know, oh, we're all different. So Every marriage does look different. That is a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to the standard in which your marriage marriage is upheld on or that you uphold your marriage to, if you are truly a Christian and you and you proclaim Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, like there's only one standard for you and there's mm-hmm. not a different standard. So it's just like understanding that, what does that look like? And so what I found was I had to then become that that first um that first corinthians 13 love like mm-hmm. i had to become patient i had to you know humble myself right yeah. i shouldn't have you know like things that maybe were character flaws in me like yeah. i had to um really work at those things and and i'm not saying you're gonna have it all worked out before you get married because you're not yeah. and that's just the reality <laughs> in fact your your significant other won't have all his stuff worked out either or her yeah. stuff worked out either um mm-hmm. but but you guys I believe that when you come together, everything's in God's timing. Truly it is. So when you come together, Lord already knows where both of you are. Lord already knows, you know, how that elevation will, can look like, you know, it's already like, there's already a, a, a predestined plan for, for you too. And so yeah. it's just like knowing, okay, we did some work now we're coming together. Now we're doing even more work. I mean, that's, I mean, hopefully it would be an upward trajectory, right. For Mm -hmm. who you come together with, but, um, it was really embodying this. I want to be like, my heart desire was to be married, uh, be a, be a good wife, um, you know, have a, a loving family. Like I I just, I just desired Mm -hmm. that, you know, just that security of, commitment and you know someone who's going to really take care of me and future children um and so yeah just embracing essentially what I like taking on what I wanted out of my partner um Mm -hmm. and and being that for myself was kind of a starting place for me um and yeah I I was gonna say I think I answered that I yeah, try to answer you all no, your that questions. So yeah. good. I know I kind of <laughs> just decided to put a whole cluster of questions it's in okay. there. I think it's so good. And just even looking at the season of intimacy, I think it even goes beyond, you know, your dating relationships, preparing for marriage too, of God wants to cultivate this intimacy within you where you are at peace and comfortable in his presence of God knows me so well. And that doesn't feel like there's shame in there. It doesn't feel like there's fear of being known. It is like this glorious exposure of he sees every part of me and still chooses to love me. And that's how we're supposed to love other people. That's how we're supposed to love the people we're dating and, and pursuing marriage with. And um, it's really funny too. I think my single season is definitely defined of, I'm not talking to anybody. (laughs) Like 
off the dating apps, you know, trying to navigate embodying what God wants and what he says is holy to reflect his holiness as well. And, Mm. um, and to really understand honor of honoring yourself, honoring the Lord so that you can honor someone else, um, that you can honor their process just as much as you want them to honor yours. Um, and it was funny, my friend the other day, she's like such a Cupid. She was like, you know, like, what's your type? And, <laughs> and are you ready to date now? And it's been about six months since I've dated. And it was funny. My first thought was, oh, no, I can't date yet. And then I had to talk to myself through that of why can I not date? Why is why am I trying to say, oh, I can't date for a year or I can't date for two years or three years? And really looking at myself of no, like Steph, you've done the work and you're comfortable now because you have this base Mm -hmm. with the Lord that is so pure and good and biblical and holy. Now you have the blueprint for what you're looking for in someone else. Yes. Um, And just like you were saying on that list of going through the scripture and is this the love they're displaying? Is this the love? Is this the love? And so I just had to loosen up a bit and be like, you know what? Okay, I'd be open to that. Um, And knowing the people I'm surrounding myself now, just like you were talking about, about good community, good community is going to point you to people who are sure and yes, they're in the process and progression of who they're becoming. But I think when you surround yourself with really good community, it's, uh, I think I feel a lot more at peace and calm about who they're telling me like, Hey, what about this person? Um, Mm -hmm. and so I think that's, that's just such a good, a good point on community, but also just that intimacy and being able to understand it from a biblical perspective too. Um, when you started dating your now husband, um, also shout out, they welcomed their firstborn and he's so cute. (laughs) Um, but when, when you guys were really pursuing dating and then pursuing marriage, what did that look like? And I think some of the challenge too, is when old dating habits or old, uh, behaviors that you've really worked hard on to not ignore, but actually work through. Did you notice any of those coming up as you were dating him? so when I started so very different start with my husband shout out to Mr. Aubrey Berry (laughs) shout out sir yeah so when I actually met him um it was in fall of 2015 yes And during that time, I mean, it was one of those things. It was like really random how I kind of met him. Um, It was my very first weekend at APU. I was a transfer student, so I didn't know anyone yet. Um, And I actually uh, ended up going to um, a football game, uh, uh, acquaintance or someone who I didn't know, but she was just like nice she was like hey come with me to the football game so I was like okay sure like you know I'm thinking in my head like I need to get to know people if I'm going to be here for another two years or whatever so I ended up going I actually sat right next to him um at the football game and Mm -hmm. it was one of those things where for me I felt a little awkward I'm not gonna lie because how I was during that time was I was very serious about me and who I allowed myself to like 
interact with, especially men and, Mm -hmm. and kind of just a little background. So coming from, you know, more of an inner city area where as a, as a woman, you know, uh, one that in my, you know, really in my area was seen as a pretty attractive woman, you get hounded all the time by men. And it just was one of those things where I don't, I don't like that kind of energy or attention. So I didn't know Aubrey to know if he was that type of man, but, um, so I brought that energy with me uh, as I was sitting next to him. And so out of like kind of the pressure of sitting next to a stranger, but then also like, don't, don't be like over, overbearing. I just kind of was like, oh, yeah. hi. And then I like looked at the football game. And so I guess the people I was with, he <laughs> knew. Yeah. So he said hi to all them. And so quite naturally, he was just like, you must be new here. And I was like, Yes. And at first I didn't think anything up was going to come of it. But literally when I tell you, we talked the whole entire football game and anybody that knows me, like I come from a family where my brothers and my cousins, like they play football. So I'm a really big, like, especially live football. Like I love Mm -hmm. it. I'm all into the game. So the fact that he kept my whole attention, the entire two and a half hour game, yeah and vice versa I was like this is not normal something's Mm -hmm. up but I didn't think anything deeply of it I just knew that is not a normal connection for me so Mm -hmm. it was one of those things where I said hey I think we're going to be friends like I just felt like I had to say that and then he Mm -hmm. was like yeah he's like we could be friends so we were on the same page of that um we exchanged numbers we ended up, you know, basically, I wouldn't say we hung out, but it was always a thing where like, I like to cook. So I was cooking and I would cook for my roommates all the time. And I would just always invite them over like, Hey, I just cook, come over, you know, let's eat. I loved our conversations. So like, literally mm-hmm. we just talked and it was, it was like that for the first, I want to say six to seven months. We would just talk, 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 talk. And then um, basically fast forward. I end up remembering it. And this is what I want to just throw in there. But I guess you, for me, I'm a very, I can be very skeptical of people when it comes to words, because I'm more of a, what do your actions say kind of person? Mm -hmm. Um, So, and I do understand Lord used prophets and he uses people to like basically convey his truths. And so that kind of what, what was happening for me, even leading up to meeting Aubrey. Um, and so prior to even going to APU, this random woman I had never met in my life, like literally called me out and she told me I was going to end up meeting my husband at the end of the, so this was May, 2015. Some lady told me I was going to meet my husband at the end of 2015. Mm -hmm. And I just was real like hesitant about it. She had asked me about if a man was in my life too. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I mean, not really. I was kind of still talking to my ex. You know, we always try to make Mm -hmm. things work out with the ex if we can. Um, (laughs) But um, Mm -hmm. she said, "Um, um, no. Well, she told me about my ex, well, not my ex, a man in my life. And um, I had ended up telling her, well, no, not really. And then she said, where is he from? I was like, 
um, you know, at the time my ex was from Missouri. So I was like, Missouri, she says, I'm seeing something more South of that, like Texas. So it's just like <laughs> weird <laughs> stuff. Like, yeah. and I'm like, I don't know nobody from Texas. So the yeah. chances of that happening are like zero to none. Right. Yeah. Um, and so it was just really weird knowing that that woman had said that in May and then kind of developing this relationship with Aubrey where, you know, he was just kind of like just himself. And I was like, wow, like there's men like this, like there's a man that is just my friend and he's kind and he's not looking for anything more. And he treats people with kindness and, you know, he's considerate of others. Like, and that was another thing. I really watched how he moved with others. I really wanted to know how do you treat people? Like, how do you treat people that could do nothing for you? You know? And he just really exemplified like selflessness. He really exemplified um, just love. And it was consistent. Like he's mm-hmm. very consistent. Um, and I was just like, wow, I had never seen that in a man before. Never. Yeah. And so yeah. I started to really fall for those things, but then going back to, uh, first Corinthians 13, I was like, this man is the scripture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, what are like, you doing? like, like I just X'd out the love yeah. and I said, Aubrey is, and, and, and honestly, it became a thing where if I could literally replace my husband's name with love and it, it was him, you know? That's awesome. And so I, I just, for me, that's where I started to be like, I really want to like pursue him and take him serious. So I did start making it more obvious that obviously I was I like, Hey, it's not just a friendship thing for me. Like I have to be, and I feel like that's a lot of pressure too. Um, because as, as women, I feel like women and well, maybe not so much now, but you know what now, six years ago, it probably still would have been counterculture to like be the one to say, Hey, this is what I'm looking for. This is really what I'm, what I need. And this, this, that, and like to kind of put your cards out there and like, not mm-hmm. know how the man's going to take it. Like, you know, yeah. that's kind of what I had to do. Um, but their and answer I, gives you an answer. So, right. Exactly. And there, so the answer gave me an answer and it was one of those things where I knew like, depending on his response, I knew how to move forward. And so, um, of course I end up telling him not only those, like, not only what I'm looking for and how I would like to move forward with him, but it was also revealing that prophecy to him because it, that's Mm -hmm. when it clicked in my mind, like, wait a minute, like Lord had brought that back to my mind. And I was like, no way, this is not my husband. There's no way this is my (laughs) husband. So I like grappled with that for like, I want to say almost two months because I really was trying to get my head around this. Right. Because if I'm really like aligned with what God has already said to me and I'm really accepting and and want to receive what he's already said to me, that means that I have to really let some things go. So even it was like little things, like, again, I was still talking to my ex, even though we weren't, you know, physical, we weren't doing any of that, but I was still in conversation with him. Um, I still was like trying to see like if other people, like basically I was trying to not figure it out, but like assess if these are the men that God have for me. Right. So it really got to a point with once I, like once I really took hold of that prophecy and seeing like 
I realigned with it. Yeah. I was like, okay, like I need to stop playing and cut all these dudes off. So yeah. literally I just, I mean, and I probably didn't have to call, but I, I at least said, Hey, like, you know, I'm, I'm going to be moving forward and it's the last time you're going to hear from me. So I wish you well, blah, blah, blah. And that was it. Like, you know, so I was able to move forward and, you know, yeah. of course, um, Aubrey had to kind of come, I had to give him the same time to come into reality with not only what I needed, but the prophecy. And, and so for him, that was a lot, but it's just crazy how things align because even while mm-hmm. we dated, I mean, we very much were so comfortable with each other. Um, and even though I will say, like, quite honestly, we weren't celibate all the way up until marriage like that, if I'm just being because I, mm-hmm. I can't lie. Um, yeah. So if we were not celibate all the way up till marriage, but what we did was we did um, months leading up to our actual wedding, we we made that commitment to not have sex so mm-hmm. I mean as challenging as that that was we knew why we were doing it um at yeah. the time we were you know in premarital counseling we wanted to really just have clarity about the decision mm-hmm. we were making you know again I I really find um for me and Aubrey the reason we were so comfortable and also like on the like really secure um is because like we were trusting God in our process like and I think had we not had that security, we would not have been able to be as trusting and comfortable as we've been with each other. And so even though, you know, of course, intimacy and trust are things that we continue to grow in, because quite naturally, you you just level up, like you do those things. But um, yeah, I would say like, had, had we not had that prophecy, I think things would have looked different for Aubrey and I. I I really would say that. Um, It just would have been one of those things where it's like, well, you're not my husband, so what the heck, you know? But in this case, we both made made up our minds, like we are receiving this prophecy. We are going to be married. So we already kind of were operating as if we're married. We just didn't have the official process and stuff yet. And so that definitely was like leading up to it. Um, So there was that, but it's what I was saying is it's so crazy when you both are aligned because reason he was, uh, and I didn't like give the full, full prophecy and I didn't give the full breakdown of how that, that moment went when I told him because he actually was really shook. Um, So shook. (laughs) He like left and like he was gone for maybe three, four hours. And then I hear like frantic knocks at my door in like the wee AM. <laughs> and then he just was like, hey, I just wanted to come back and let you know, like, I heard you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, uh, what did he say? I heard you. I really want to continue like, you know, connecting with you. And he was just like, basically told me, um, we're, we're going to, we're going to talk soon. Something like that. I was half up, half asleep when he said it, but he just wanted to reassure me that I wasn't crazy. I felt like he said, you're not crazy. I heard you. We'll talk more soon. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I felt crazy telling him. I'm not going to lie. I did. Um, yeah. I've, I felt very vulnerable and like at risk of, you know, I mean, obviously if he wasn't for me, he wasn't for me, but it just was like, who tells somebody 
like what like this is what the lord said and they take yeah. it well but you know i mean that also goes back to him like he he knew the lord so it helped make it it helped make our process a bit easier really like to communicate right. those things and versus like somebody who was a non-believer and had no idea of what i was even talking about like you know yeah. um so that part helps but um yeah so he he actually was so shook and I, the reason I brought it back to that is because he he told me the reason he was so shook is because he had been praying like Lord reveal to me who my wife is and he'd always been praying that prayer um he said he had been praying that prayer since he was when I meet him he was like just turned 25 so I think he started praying that prayer at 22 mm-hmm. um And, you know, Lord just revealed to me who she is. And he said he, but he had more frequently started to ask God, like, Lord, show me who my wife is. Like, I just, I don't have to be with her. I just want to know who she is. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. and he said he prayed that the week before he saw me and I had the conversation with him. And um, he said that he remembers hearing like if I showed her to, if I showed her to you, could you handle it? Wow. And he says, I don't see why not. That's what he said. He said, I don't see why not. <laughs> and then literally a week later, I told him about the prophecy I had. And um, mm-hmm. that's why he said he was, he ends up revealing all this to me, obviously, as we we get engaged and stuff. But he was like, so I knew from that point, you were my wife. Um, now, as you know, the doing the ceremony and stuff like that. He was, I just had to like, really, really, really make sure like this was what I wanted. Like I, he had to make sure he wanted what God wanted for him. Right. Um, and that's a big thing too, Mm because God can definitely reveal what, what's for you, but it's still your choice to choose if you want it or not. And so, um, yeah, that's basically how we end up getting here. (laughs) And now it's been what two years and a baby later, or yeah, two going yeah, on three years, a baby later. Yeah. yeah. And it's been, it's just really been a testament to like God's faithfulness. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. I can't take any credit for my marriage. I mean, I could take credit for the work that I did because I had mm-hmm. to. Um, yeah. but I can't take credit for where I'm at in life right now. That's for yeah. sure. That's beautiful. What a testimony. Oh, we're going to have to do part two of this conversation. <laughs> this was yeah. good. Any I'm still navigating thoughts? some things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Any final thoughts to our, to our listeners before we uh, sign off? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I think I would just and encourage you know anyone listening to this today um to know like you know being single is is not a bad thing um Mm -hmm. you know I think I think a lot of times uh society can make you feel kind of guilty for or something like something's wrong with you (laughs) because you're single um and, and that's not the case I mean especially if you're intentional in your season, I I really think this is the best time more than anything to really use this time to get to know God, to get to know his plans for you, to get to know Mm -hmm. 
um, yourself more deeply through him, um, what he what he desires for you, um, and aligning yourself with that because you know life is already hectic as it is. Right. Um, you know, it's a lot that goes on, and you know if you're especially someone looking to eventually become married, you know, don't wait until you're married to, to act or be that way, like start now. Um, and that doesn't mean that you, you know, act as a husband or a wife to towards someone do it for yourself. As Stephanie said earlier, like be in a place where you're honoring yourself. What does that look like? It means aligning yourself with the word of God. It means, um, you know, respecting yourself enough to know one, know you deserve better because it really is. Um, and, and if you're finding yourself in just kind of a, a a pattern, because that's usually what it is, just acknowledging that, Hey, this is a, this is not my strong suit. Like I am not Mm -hmm. the expert when it comes to relationship and Lord, I need you. And just to simply say that and acknowledge him in that, um, I could just attest from my own experience, like, it was that, that, that really started me in, in a path and trajectory that I now, you know, see the benefits of. And so, um, yeah, just be encouraged, definitely have community. Like if you're, if you're, it doesn't matter where you are in your, your season of singleness, if you want to, um, you know, move forward with it, move forward in it, with intention, um, Mm -hmm. having that community and accountability is so important and God will show you who you're supposed to be connecting with. Um, if you're, you know, especially if you're trusting him, you're praying, you're in your word, um, those things are going to show themselves. And again, you'll have peace about it. Um, and yeah, just know that it really, delight yourself in him like yeah. he he said he will give you the desires of your heart and so Absolutely. um yeah that's I, I think that's what I would leave the people with is just delight yeah. yourself in him it's mm-hmm. it's the best place to be um so many just it's a great place to be <laughs> yeah. amen yeah. to that mm-hmm. well if you are open to it would you mind closing us out in prayer and just praying for everybody who's tuned in and listened whether it be on the launch Friday or, or down the road, would you mind just praying over them? Absolutely. I would love to pray. Let's pray. Dear Lord, Father, we just thank you so much for this time and how you've allowed us to be vulnerable and transparent in our mm-hmm. words and communication, Lord. Um, Lord, I pray that the season you've allowed me to experience and and go through, Lord, I pray that um, the words resonate, Lord, and that it will bless others, Father, and that you would allow whomever is listening um, to the sound of my voice, Lord, to experience you in your glory, Father, um, that the things that they do, Lord, would be honoring to you and themselves, Lord, and that, Father, you would just allow them the the, give them the energy to delight themselves in you. And Father, that as your word says, you will see it through. You will allow them to receive the desires of them, their hearts. And so, Lord, just be with them. Keep them encouraged. I pray just a special blessing over each person who listens to this. Lord, won't you just bless them with all that they need? 
Um, give them the strength in moments where they feel weary. Lord, bring, in, bring them into community with those who you've entrusted them to be in community with. And so, Lord, I pray these things. I pray that you would bless them just overall. And we pray your will in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, Deanna, thank you so much for joining. Those of you listening, I hope that this is just a conversation that really, whatever season you're in, whatever uh, state you find yourself to be in, whether it be encouraged or discouraged, we just pray that it's a blessing um, and that you are able to know how deeply loved you are by the Father. So thank you again for joining us and tune in next Friday for our next episode. Bye, everyone.